America's listening to Fox News. Hey, it's Adam Carolla from the Adam Carolla Show. This your is the owner. Truth Frequency Radio Network. We are TFR. Truth Frequency Radio. Welcome to Cracking the Reality Code with Johanna Sand. In a world seemingly gone mad, what if you had the opportunity to shift your consciousness to reflect your divine nature quickly and safely? What that look like and how would that feel? This is your opportunity to become the peace-filled center of the storm rather than be consumed by it. The world is awakening and so are you. Here is Johanna. Hello, welcome to our Saturday podcast here at TFRlive.com. This is Cracking the Reality Code, and I'm Johanna San here in Ecuador, and I am delighted to be with my co-host on the air who is a continent away in California. We are happy to be with you. Thank you for joining us. We do have a call-in number. If anyone out there wants to join our conversation, we really welcome that. That number is area code 213-233-3998. So give us a call. We also have a new website that accompanies our Cracking the Reality Code, and that site is called crackingtherealitycode.com. And uh, please come to our website, and uh, we have some interesting things there, some resources and you can get on our uh, list and to be notified of things that come around. So, thanks again for joining. Uh, hi, Lillian. Welcome. Well, hi. <laughs> Hello. I feel like this is quite um, a historic day, really, and and an important day uh, for a lot of for a lot of us around the world because we have a new president-elect in the United States, and that is really, really big news. And uh, when you're ready, we can share a little bit about that, but I don't know if there was more you wanted to to get into first, Johanna. No, I, I think you had, I, I, just to say that, you know, uh, a statement of Lillian and I, you know, it's not clear why, like there's one cause we do this show together, but I know we're both grateful for the opportunity to explore. And I think we keep changing our language, but I, I think resonate with both of us is really emphasizing a new paradigm. And that paradigm, and, you know, we can, we, we always go into this at some way or another, but that consciousness is primary. Mm-hmm. And that has significance to us. We're pretty much on the same page. And we do have differences at times, of course. And and that's part of what we explore, too. And I think we both appreciate the opportunity to uh, excavate this territory of awakening and try to make it accessible to ourselves and anyone else who may be uh, resonant with that. Yeah, no, well said, the new paradigm for sure. And I think that that speaks to what we're seeing in the United States right now. I personally, and I think a lot of us were, was I was kind of shocked at how um, Americans are. I mean, it's almost 50-50 from, you know, the red to the blue. And that was really eye-opening. And it made me realize that I needed to take it seriously, more seriously. And, you know, everything is, is a mirror of who we are. And so I think that the division and the down, almost down the middle, 
different points of view that we are seeing in the United States so clearly right now really speaks to a new paradigm. And, you know, Johanna and I, we talked at length about, you know, having to deal with difficult things because we've had um, differences of opinion and it's quite a risk sometimes to get really intimate and get really authentic from a loving space with another. But boy, what juiciness there is there. Tree is right now. It's like, okay, wow, we really need to look at this a little differently, get a new paradigm around it. How do we embrace all citizens, all Americans here? And, and how do we begin to look at that from a point of view of this is, this is who we are and this is what's up for us to, to deal with. And um, with that, I want to just read a little something from Amoda Ma's book, and she is an author and a contemporary spiritual teacher that, Johanna, you introduced me to her, and I really like this book called Embodied Enlightenment, Living Your Awakening in Every Moment, and that's been, you know, interesting lately. So here's just the paragraph. Perhaps it's gradually dawning on us that the disillusion of egoic identification and the ensuing discovery of our underlying true nature might well be problems, and that spiritual liberation and earthly affairs are not in opposition to each other. Could it be that one day we may come to realize that being spiritual is nothing more and nothing less than being fully human? And could it be that enlightenment has nothing to do with transcending the world, but everything to do with bringing the full light of our divinity into the world. It is this kind of conversation that is currently taking us to the leading edge of spiritual inquiry and calling forth a new kind of spiritual leadership. What do you think of that, Johanna? Well, it's lovely, and, you know, I'm a fan of Amodama. Um, she has the gift, I think, of putting things in writing that is so wonderful. And, oh, my God, I, you know, we've been seeing, I mean, we point often to our, call it our collective world right now, right? The, what we're, what we're seeing on the screen of our collective selves and I can't help but see this parallel parallels our personal unfolding as well. And and a lot of that to me is, oh, my God, everything is standing on its head. You know, what used to be left is now right and what right right is now left. I mean, metaphorically, in a way, yeah. uh, the old labels and categories and understandings are dissolving institutional integrity is a falling apart and as if there's nowhere to stand anymore I, literally i think the, the rug is being pulled out from under us under us and i think you and i have a similar uh orientation to that given our um our, our emphasis on what we call this shifting the, the new paradigm of, of, of awakening process and realizing what that we are essentially consciousness. We are the perceivers and the knowers of everything that is perceived. And waking up to that we're in our own ways and those who are on this track have to kind of let go of the mirror perceives as himself or what they perceive everything is. You know, it's, it's almost as if that unawakened state is just a place where you just accept at face value um, everything that we're, taking in and our assumptions about what we are and you know this process of awakening to see that we are vast we are we are essentially the 
divine, dare I say divine, I know it's a bit of a charged word and sometimes not very scientific. It's a word I happen to love. (laughs) I know, I know you do. And it's a beautiful thing and God is charged too and and, and we could call it the quantum field. And I'm going to throw that out there because it's uh, maybe a different track than we were on earlier today. You know, we very much share this and sense that what we're pointing to as this realization that we are divine, we are essentially the one energy, we are at the substratum arising out of that as every other thing is, including thought, including our opinions, right? Including how we uh, create narratives around what we believe is happening to ourselves and to our world. And I think as that process deepens, you know, the, the, the owning, the claiming, the seeing that essentially we are that, we are that, that we've been seeking. And yet, Look at what we're, look what's coming up. I mean, I would say even in my so-called, you know, a lot of shadow, a lot of shadow, what I call, you know, seeing more clearly that the uh, separate self-character of Johanna has definitely woken up to the sense of expansion, direct seeing of, of that pure ground of being and yet well aware of these shadows that obscure the knowing of very pure energy the the pure energy that we attribute within ourselves we can sense this and that's why you and I say it's almost scientific that this can be seen as we back into our own awareness and get clear of the objects that we're aware of and and that sense of identity that the objects are arising out of or the awareness rather than being totally identified with, you know, the separate self. And it's a tricky thing to talk about because I think we both want to move more into, okay, this is not just a belief. This is not a belief. This is not throwing a story on it. This is something that is so intimate and so close and is us um, that it it becomes a real shift in perception. Anyway, I've been going on a long time. I know that you can you probably offer some more clarity on that. Well, yeah, I think what comes to mind, so many things actually, but I think that in a way, we've had the feeling, I'll speak for myself, I know that I have in, at times had the sense of when you awaken to consciousness that we actually live in a field that is unseen, energy that is flowing, that is, we are we are that. There is no separation in reality between one body and another. It's It seems that way, and that's the experience. But in actuality, we live in, in a one field that is flowing and in a very real way we have no control over it and on the flip side we are also having a very real human and earthly experience and I think this is what Amoda Ma was saying is it used to be more the sense of oh when I awaken or when I am enlightened then I'm gonna be the spiritual divine being and I don't have to deal with this shit anymore to that was what we used to think and now it's like you know what when you awaken you're here you're here. You're on earth in this body. You're here. And this is the experience. And it's, is that yes, we are both, we are both the divine and we are in this messiness, this craziness of being humans and all that that means. And we are the light and we are the shadow and it is equal equally true. And this is kind of how I see the division in the United States right now. There's there's two halves and they seem polarized, just like the darkness and the light seem polarized. The difference, I think, happens when you understand that there is one, or when you can come to see, if you come to see, that there is one 
primal source. And to the best words that we have, we can put on it, it is consciousness. So that the shadow arises in the same place where the divinity, the idea of divinity arises. So in one sense, it's an equal playing field, but be, we are having an experience. And when we awaken to that, we can choose to divinize the shadow, whereas before we couldn't. And so it's almost like saying, I see a huge division. I don't know how to make that whole, but instead of fighting it, you accept it as it's true. It's happening. So you don't spend any energy trying to make it other than what it is. It is this, but we can make this divine as well and saying, how wonderful. And I actually can see how it can work for the people that we are so divided because anyone taking leadership now must listen to both sides if they want to retain power. And I think that's a good thing. Edgewise. So go oh, ahead. no, sweetie. I thought the beautiful, well said. Um, I mean, we're all of us, you brought up the, the polarization and the division and the you know, the tendency of our sense of separate self that gets very threatened by another narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Or if if the narrative doesn't agree with our narrative or our opinions, or I'm saying this metaphorically, of course, the we, you know, um, and, and, you know, to your point that were that that part of being who call it human it's not the maybe highest level of ourself but in in a, in, a, in a certain stage we identify completely with call it the narrative right whatever the many or the blend of narratives that we take on and information and we form uh, a, a stand with it or a point of view and it's very easy, as we're seeing in the collective mirror, to create a position about it and then demonize anyone else who doesn't see it the way we see it. And it's happening so strongly with cancel culture and, uh, you know, fear of people speaking up, even podcasters, which are, it's, we know we're podcasters, uh, but people like Joe Rogan and and others who have, you know, multi-multi-million uh, uh, call it listeners, probably more than any other media going now. And yet there is this constant, you know, bringing out now of this division and this ability to try to stifle each other's voice, this extreme, call it shadow projection, that whatever's on the other side of our own understanding gets shat gets demonized and you know the projection is there and if we look at this life as a video kind of a video game and I always like that metaphor you know we're it, it's all run by the same power source in other words we'll call it the one source energy is playing all the roles <laughs> you know yeah yeah. And and it's playing the character that uh, this Johanna character, which seems to me, you know, the center of the universe, of course, because all I see is my the called Johanna manifestation of the story that she's had. And I think as we're awakening, we're in this preliminary waking up to consciousness is you got to see through the character's biases and the best way to see through the character's biases and filters and conditioning is with the eyes of the being level. And in other words, when we collapse into this presence you know, and, and you can call it the source field or quantum field or, but when the sense of personal self kind of dies and our positions fall away and we're relaxed into the sense of nothingness, in some way, that's the most power we really have because we're on this edge now of the 
manifestation of the field through the observer of the person's nervous system and creating a reality, right? Mm -hmm. So we're linking it into manifestation based on, you know, uh, where we're seeing it from. Yeah, no, well said, because it's that's when the earthly aspect of us, the body that will age and, you know, move on and all of that, it becomes the vehicle, like to your point, of the knowing of the divine that underlies that, that is the source of that. And and I think, you know, the, the embracing of of opposites, thing, what seems to be opposite. I mean, we can say we are this field that is divine and untouched because you cannot touch consciousness. You can't. There's nothing, it cannot be marred. We can't touch it. You know, we can barely understand what it is. And yet, and we are that, and yet we are this earthly form too that is very vulnerable to physical um, disease. It's embracing that we are both and they're completely seem to be very opposite, and yet they're the same one. And to um, to not make any one of them wrong. And you know, where I have recently had to look at some of my conditioning is that I I like clarity. I very much like clarity. I like knowing why I feel a certain way, why I think a certain way, because that just helps this character operate in the world. But I'm having to come to understand, you know, reluctantly, that I can't understand everything. And what came to me is that the shadow or the ego is not always logical. It's just not logical, really. And even though I can't so I may not understand someone's position. I'm just going to go back to the politics. I may not understand it at all from a logical, but what this dark division has shown me, knowing that 50% of us feel so strongly the opposite way that the other does, is that it does need to be embraced, whether I understand it or not, right? Just like whether you understand that you are this character living out this earthly world and it's it's important it's as important as being an energetic consciousness being just because i don't understand it doesn't mean that i i i can't embrace it it doesn't have to be logical and we've talked a lot about how we can't our minds can't understand everything because we are so conditioned and we are limited in what we know and what we've been taught and for me the first loosening that has to happen that I want to have happen is that just because I don't understand be to make it less than if that makes sense that doesn't mean I have to agree with it either I don't have to agree but 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 here's the thing and well said Lillian I mean the thing is like as you know we you mentioned and I'm going to emphasize it the unknown that I think it's useful for any self-reflection or wanting more inquiry on what we are, what's happening, you know, what is this, you know, inquiring into this mystery of consciousness. So it's that, you know, the that inquiry that really is the motivating factor here, you know, of, of, but also to have when we start to get into and the limits of knowing it's 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 very useful to uh, we all have opinions and we're going to form different ideas and based on our conditioning and information that we get. But it's useful to always have that one foot into um keep that one foot uh, planted firmly into consciousness itself and the sense that we really can't know anything in the way that we think we can know it because we think we can you know, really get this uh, sense of cause and effect and narrative and how everything works. And we want that, right? Our little minds really want to wrap around it and get it all tied up. 
But as you mentioned, we are so vast as the pure field, and there is infinite potentialities that can happen. And as consciousness is what primarily everything is and arises out of, it behooves us to more deeply surrender into and as that field and let the character. So, you know, how do we divinize the character, which is, I think, if if I too could kind of really get what motivates me now, I think that's it. And that does involve letting go of, of shadow, seeing shadow for what it is. You know, I think we're coming upon a three-minute break here, Lily. Unbelievably fast, my God. I know. Anything you want to share before we sign oh, off? Oh, people I, will. I, I have a lot. You know, I mean, I have a lot more to say about how I see the division that is that is happening now, and definitely want to talk more about that after the break. Great, that's exciting, and please, um, we'll see you at this half after the half. Real people, real radio. Initiating the truth frequency. This is Truth Frequency Radio. All right. Welcome back to Cracking the Reality Code. This is Johanna Sand, and I am with my podcast co-host, Lillian Wilkinson. So we welcome you, and Lillian and I are, you know, we, we kind of get down the, to the essential sense that both of us have this passion for exploring uh, this paradigm shift and we uh, love to push the envelope with it, and it's not always comfortable. Um, and we're, uh, I think, doing our best to try to be as authentic and honest with our own process and, you know, love in the mirror of our own mirror with who we think we are and who we think each other is and who, what we think is going on in the world, you know. and how that we can kind of, I think, bottom line, though, in the part where we see that it works together. I think both of us are on this page, meaning what, you know, works together. The sense I mean is that this one energy, as it is behind and of everything that appears in it, is actually the great intelligence that is running the show. When I, you know, it's too bad because I really thought it was my mind, uh, Johanna, that was running the show. <laughs> but I keep, uh, you know, I keep having to be humbled, Lillian. <laughs> when, uh, when, when I see that I'm really not, and I, you know, what's been coming up for me, I don't, we're kind of, veer, we, it's so funny with us that we kind of veer off on things we didn't think we were going to talk about, but it's it's not scripted, this thing we're doing. We're just trying to be as open and sharing about this awakening process and being able to, to uh, let this great intelligence, this one great power that is us, it is everything, and really... S- coming into that and operating as that through the vehicle. But darn it, Lillian, the vehicle often is full of kinds of its own um, interpretations of things and a bit of shadow material out there, you know, projection of other enemy and so on. So 
it's almost as if the deeper we go into this self-realization of pure consciousness, the further, the deeper we go as that, where we have that power of that vision, we have, we're well aware of this, this power that's so much greater than our thinking mind, you know, and yet it does seem to involve a surrender of that character into and as that energy. I mean, I guess, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what it always energetically appears over here. So just your comments on anything. Yeah, no, I I agree with it. I mean, we have enough direct experience with that, that taste, that, that sense of the, just the pure preciousness of this life and everything that it is. We, we, we feel that we know that, you know, and I just want to get back to something you said where, you know, going through this process of awakening and sorting, sorting ourselves out is not always comfortable and amen to that. It is not. However, in my experience, it is very fruitful. It is always fruitful. Not comfortable, but always fruitful. And what I wanted to say, you know, thinking about our division, the way it kind of came to mind was in looking at someone who I do not understand at all, their position or why they're doing something, it, it made me think of, you know, in this case, I, I did the idea that just came to mind was like the, being a parent to a teenager or something, and they're acting out, and they're acting out in a way that you don't understand or can't explain, and they may never tell you. You may never understand why they're acting out. Logically, try to figure it out, like I always try to do. But you better deal with it anyway, whether you understand it, because if someone is acting out, they've there's something there, you know, something there. And to your point earlier, I think you're talking about the sincerity of the question. If we can with our friends, and and you and I have had to do this, and it's not been comfortable, where we have to just risk stating how we feel and feeling vulnerable about it. And, but if there's, it's, if it's, if it's um, supported by a sincere desire to just learn to just help to understand, you know, and so when I see someone who's completely thinks the opposite I do politically, I can say, okay, it looks to me kind of like this person's acting out. And I'll just say that not in a derogatory way, because like, how could you possibly think that way? But I do. And so if we can just accept that anyway, and just come from a sincere point of view of like, wow, I really, I don't understand it, but I see that you're serious here. How can we, how can we work with this? And there's no roadmap, you know, mm-hmm. this is new and, and it does take being a huge risk because even when you share with someone you love and you tell them something that you're feeling, it may not be welcomed. It may not be heard well. It may lead to, you know, screaming or yelling or crying or something or, or, or uncomfortable uh, things said that we have to process. So the earthly part of us is very, very messy, <laughs> you know, but it, that too is divine. What a, what a beautiful thing, you know, we can process. And instead of making that wrong, we accept that it just is, right. we, we have disagreements. It happens. And I don't always understand other people and other people are not always going to understand me. So how can I be with that? Knowing that we're all from the same field of consciousness. So, right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 as you, as you know, I've used this lately a lot, you know, the projected unconscious, the shadow of ourselves, I see is being played out in our collective world. And I've, it's easy to say those words. And yet the, what, what I keep seeing in all this, and it's not easy, but it's a great opportunity because when she comes conscious and it becomes 
a, a manifested situation where you have, like you say, the incredible polarity going on now about the political scene and others, other, you know, ideologies that are competing in our greater world, right? And these ideologies are different. Um, you know, they are, they're, they're, you know, sometimes they're more individual, others it's a collective ideology or, you know, more uh, communist leaning or more libertarian, all these aspects of, of opposites that I think in their pure form we need. We need this tension of, you know, these opposing different viewpoints. But when, it, when it's kind of in the extreme now where you know, we, we are divided and people are, you know, literally metaphorically wanting to kill each You know, when we really get the human... Um, you know, the the human uh, one possibility of call really going off the rails is certainly when conflict gets to the stage of where it starts getting violent and it gets uh, life-threatening in that sense. And holding that from the larger view of trusting this process because basically it is what it is, right? It's happening. This is what is, and our ability to hold this in a way that aligns us with the pure consciousness field so that we are essentially in the field, and in the field we can touch every other thing that appears in the field. So that process as we wake up to the field, that's only part of the process. The other part, and I don't think this is very well articulated, uh, but it is more and more. I think Amada Ma does a very good job in Embodied Enlightenment. I believe that's the name of the book, but many people are addressing it. But this other part is <clears throat> the Tantra part where we have to see that everything is that energy and divinize it. And that doesn't mean justification and analyzing it, putting it in a box and understanding it. It is a very different thing uh, to live this in a way that actually uh, integrates this in the body understanding so that gradually, you know, we find has shifted from the identity on the particulars of the character and the character story to the field. And as the field, we we have to trust how it is all working in the moment. And that does not mean that we don't offer an opinion or want change or want to engage. But I think the limits of what we want and then not getting what we want is that's where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it, there's a paradox to everything, you know, because we are the field, you know, we, we say, I'll, you know, we'll leave it up to the universe or we'll leave it up to consciousness or we'll leave it up to the divine or we'll leave it up to the flow. I say this all the time and I know what I mean when I say that, but I also, get to this me what I call the the truth about me is is that flow and so it's such a paradox because you are you have choice and we don't have choice and it, it's just embracing all of that and it's not easy and it is messy and it's you know it, it's messy just to try to live it every day and and try to integrate what we see you know, being projected out, you know, in the hologram of, of consciousness, what we call this, this world. And, you know, what is the role? And I think that we just always have to come down to what, what feels right for you. And you and I were talking earlier, Johanna is, you know, I was sharing a point of view about something. I, you know, I'm at a point where it's like, I feel like I have a choice and I want to take action. And I think, I don't know, forgive me if I don't, but you were more at a point like, you know, I don't feel like taking action. I just want to look at it and let it direct me. And there's no right or wrong. It's just where we are in that moment. 
we're in the flow. Where's the flow flowing? And so for us, for me to say, no, you need to do it this way, or you say, no, this is the way it is, it kind of doesn't make sense. I think the only thing that we can come down to an agreement, so there is some firm ground where we can all land together, is that we are in this together. And whether you believe in climate change or you don't, whether you think you need to wear a mask or you don't, we are all having the same experience and we are from the same source. And so I don't know what the answer is, but I do know from direct experience that if I can just look at you and embrace our differences and just have that sincere, back to that sincerity of the question I don't know what's supposed to happen here, but show me, show me the divine light. That that greater flow will be shown. It has never failed me in my life yet, and I know there's enough of us who who experience that. Yeah, so beautiful. And as much as, <laughs> yeah, when when you said this, you know, being in infused with this sense of the divine energy you know pulsing our heart and and the eyes that you know are open to seeing from that expanse and seeing all the polarities as a dance of opposites that's actually feels as if it's our career as if we're we are being uh born of created as the person we are as consciousness to reflect consciousness back to itself so in essence you know we go through the dance where we think hey i'm in charge you know little johanna here i'm kind of running the show i got it figured out Mm -hmm. until we realize it's really not possible (laughs) to quite do it that way because we're operating from what I call one part of the ego that tries to control the other part of the ego, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think what we're pointing at, and I know we can only speak about it in metaphor, but, you know, we are the ocean. The wave arises out of it, and it's great to be a wave and play as a wave and feel the separate nature of a wave, right? Yeah. That we ought to call ourselves a wave and make a big deal about being a wave and our significance of a wave when really that wave is just an arising out of the ocean and it dissolves back in the ocean. And as the ocean, we're always here, you mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's kind of the mistaken identity, which is built into the game here. You know, the, there seems to be these stages where we have to break through the paradox you know we've got to like okay i get it you know there's there's in one sense it exists that there's levels and of course in another level it's all conceptual right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but that sense of yeah well this is uh all i know is the, the the sense of what i am and and i'm aware more and more and more of wanting to be in service to the ocean instead of you know just doing my little dance of the wave and demanding that the ocean give me what i want you see mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. when really the ocean is kind of running the show mm-hmm. <laughs> so if if that's essentially what I am and it really is the greater intelligence, then it would make sense for for me to use my little uh, thinking mind to navigate and have discernment. But I would in the greaterness of it all, I really don't know. I don't know the 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 little wave, the wave, the wonderful little wave, Johanna, she has all kinds of opinions and all kinds of understanding and thinks she knows a whole lot, you know, because knowing always helps our sense of being a wave than, than most people. (laughs) And I think we're living in this hall of mirrors where everybody gets or or really feels they know more than anyone, you know, Mm -hmm. it kind of goes with that territory. 
Yeah. And, and, and how do we break that spell? I think it, we don't know that. Like there's a mystery here that's an intelligence that's pulsing through us, beating our heart, digesting our food, waking us up, providing the curriculum for us. And, um, you know, breaking down our, our little waveness, not because the waveness is a bad thing. It's just that it becomes very limited mm-hmm. after a while, you know. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's really a wonderful freedom to understand that we don't have the whole picture, but, and at the same time, we are all that there is, but we don't have, because it, it, that leaves us open to spontaneity, you know, to, to spontaneous action. Whereas if we come with a, a programmed agenda, it has to look this way and be this way, you know, it stops flow. It stops spontaneity. It stops, actually, it stops being present because you're not really present to what's appearing. You've, you've already come fully packed to the show. You know, you've, you've come with an agenda. You know, I know I've done that before, but, you know, back to, we, we were talking earlier about how we are both, we are the light and we are the shadow. And there is a risk, you know, a, for lack of a better word, there's a risk to owning our divinity at the exclusion of owning our shadow. And there is a risk to owning our shadow at the exclusion or diminishment of owning our divinity. Be balanced somehow. And this is what I feel personally, and I think collectively as humans, we're learning to do. You know, how do we be both? You know, how do we understand that, that we are both? We are both limited and unlimited. We are both um, in earthly form and, and consciousness that is completely, purely energetic. How, how, how do we embrace the totality of our being? And that's the new paradigm. That's the new, this is the new threshold, I think, that we're, we're, we're coming to. And we need to embrace it personally to what we call our personal experiences and as well as it's playing it's being played out collectively yeah I, I oh, see it. It, yes and it's you know you and I come in our more in our private talks not every talk we have is recorded uh, point out the you know the the mystery of this a whole thing and and the you know the the ability to um well, simply put, I, I, I would like to address it with kind of with the concept of authentic power versus our, call it more manipulated, false sense of self that tries to be fed. And that false, call it the ego identity, which again is not wrong or bad, it's a necessary thing, but that ego when it when it hasn't woken up to the roots and essence of what it really is it gets its sustenance by feeding off of what it calls the external world you know so it creates a, a whole other out there a, a fair amount of uh, uh, enemies and limitations that definitely authentically appear you know i'm not saying it there 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 aren't people or controllers in the world or people who want to use all the resources and they appear to be very self-interested and almost as you, what one would call evil, you know, there is an appearance of that, but I think what we're, what we're moving into as we realize the unity of everything. So everything that appears, all the waves, even though one wave might appear to be the saint and another white wave might appear to be a sinner or someone that is, you know, using the energy of others, somehow the knowledge of that and not condoning or not stopping things that need to be addressed, we're not talking, but we're really bringing up acting from the field rather than the, the acting from the separate ego identity that basically only sees separation. Right. So when we only see separation, there is a other out there that has to be destroyed or, 
you know, it is impeding us from what we're really here for. And I think what what we're seeing is that isn't really how it is. It It's how it appears to work. So to really crack, getting back to the title of our show, to crack the, the reality code on that one, yeah, it takes a real lived experience. This is one of, of sincerity. And I, you know, I'm not implying that you and I are the absolute embodiment of sincerity, but I think we get you know, what is, what is it that's really primary in our heart? What do we really want? And, you know, I say, and I hear this from you too, we want to be vehicles for this divine energy. But the divine, I'm getting more and more, has to supersede, include, break open, and use the shadow. In other words, that energy, the, the ocean has to incorporate the wave and use the wave to really expand more. And again, there's no formula for this because you and I both know there's many ways to skin the cat, right? <laughs> yeah, but it does seem that, you know, once we see our connectivity to all difficult to to try and shut it out or kill it or shut it up. I mean, really, from that point of view, when we can say, oh, my God, yes, it is all happening in the, in the, in this, in the space of, of consciousness, in the space of awareness, in the space of, of this thing we call life. And we are all that. We're all of it, and we're connected to it. It's not separate. There's a reason why we are where we are. It's a re- there's a reason why we're experiencing what we're experiencing, and yeah. it has to do with our perceptions because that's a co- it's a conscious function. And so when we understand that, we can at least loosen the grip of a hard perceived point of view and allow it to soften enough for something else to come into view. That is much more allowing and freeing and forgiving, really, and embracing. Because I may not understand you very intimately. That's tantra. Very intimately. This was a wonderful conversation. And, you know, I've I've enjoyed. Check out our website, crackingtherealitycode.com. Lillian, the time is too short, but we keep checking.